بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين بإذن الله today we will go over a surah that speaks about those who spend those who spend in the path of Allah جل وعلا and those who are stingy and do not spend in a way which pleases Allah جل وعلا this surah is called surah al-layl Allah Jalla wa'ala begins by saying, وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَى Here he is taking an oath or a qasam by the night and whatever it covers. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَى وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا تَجَلَّى And by the day and whatever it makes apparent. And we have mentioned this in the previous surah. Allah Jalla wa'ala then says, وَمَا خَلَقَ الذَّكَرَ وَالْأُنْثَى Here, ma again, could mean man, and by the one who created male and female. Or Allah Jalla wa'ala could be taking an oath by the creation of every male and female. He then says, Inna Indeed, your deeds, your actions are very different. Your sa'i, what you do, O human beings, some people are pious, they obey Allah Jalla wa'ala. Some people, they disobey Allah Jalla wa'ala. Also, when we look at the actual deed, we find that people are of different levels. You find two people performing salah. One is performing his salah in the best of manner and he has a full reward. You find somebody who is a bit less than him. Yet you find another person who is performing his salah without any concentration and he may have no reward or very little reward. So Allah Jalla wa'ala is saying, indeed, all these actions, all these endeavors, you are very different. Your levels and how many good deeds you attain are very different. Also, when it comes to your intention, there are those who do things for Allah and there are those who do things for other than Allah. Allah Jalla wa'ala then speaks about wealth, those who spend. He says, As for the one who spends his wealth, who gives out that which is obligatory upon him, his zakah, and he also gives out voluntarily, وَالتَّقَى And he has taqwa. He fears Allah Jalla wa'ala. He puts between himself and the punishment of Allah Jalla wa'ala a barrier. وَصَدَّقَ بِالْحُسْنَى And he believes in al-husna. Al-husna usually means jannah when mentioned. Some of the mufassireen mentioned in this context, it could be speaking about being recompensed by Allah Jalla wa'ala because the one who spends for Allah's sake, Allah recompenses him, whether it's in this world or the next or both. Allah will make it easy for him to do good deeds. He will make his endeavors easy for him. Some of the Mufassirin mention that from this verse we take that the one who does good deeds more good deeds become easy for him. That's why they mention that a good deed calls another good deed or a good deed is a sister of another good deed. When you do good, Allah Jalla wa'ala grants you the tawfiq to do more good. And when a person does evil, as we'll see, it makes it easier for him to do more evil. Also in a hadith recorded in Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, that every day they are angels. At the beginning of the day, they make a dua. They say, Oh Allah, as for the one who gives, Allahumma a'ti munfiqan khalafa, 
give him a khalaf, give him a recompense, whether it's in this world or the next or both. This could be more wealth or it could be a reward or it could be both and much more. And they also make a dua. وَأَعْطِ مُمْسِكًا تَلَفَ As for the one who doesn't want to give, he doesn't give what's obligatory upon him or he's stingy, then give him talaf. Talaf basically means destruction. This could be referring to his wealth being destroyed or it could be referring to him being destroyed or it could be referring to him being unable to do good deeds. So we should ponder over this hadith, especially when it comes to our obligatory spending, we must give it out. And also when it comes to voluntary spending, we should try and give and be from these people who attain the dua of the malaika. Allah Jalla wa Ala then says, As for the one who is stingy, who doesn't want to spend, he doesn't want to give that which is obligatory upon him, nor does he want to spend voluntarily. And he thinks that his wealth is enough. He thinks he himself, you know, he's independent. He doesn't need Allah. And he rejects, whether he rejects the reward or he rejects the fact that there is Jannah, or he rejects the signs of Allah. Basically, they all related. He rejects all this. Allah says that he will make hardship and calamity and sin easy for this person. Subhanallah, this is such a scary verse. Imagine a person who carries out sin and more sin is only made easy for him. And that would mean if he wants to do good deeds, then these good deeds are difficult for him to carry out. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. As we mentioned in Surah Al-Mutaffifin, when we spoke about Ran and the black dots on the heart, you find that when a person commits a sin, then there is a black dot on the heart. Eventually, if he carries on, this heart becomes engulfed and he's unable to differentiate between right and wrong. Allah Jalla wa Ala then says, وَمَا يُغْنِي عَنْهُ مَالُهُ إِذَا تَرَدَّى This wealth that he was stingy with, he didn't want to spend it, it will not help him in any way. وَمَا يُغْنِي عَنْهُ مَالُهُ إِذَا تَرَدَّى تَرَدَّى could mean that when he falls into the fire. So this wealth will not come to save him. He won't be able to pay his way out. Allah Jalla wa Ala then says, إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا لَلْهُدَى Indeed, upon us, is to explain the guidance and to explain what is right and wrong. Allah Jalla wa Ala has sent a messenger, he has sent the Quran, and this in itself is a great ni'mah. That's why when he mentioned that he has completed the deen, he mentions it being a great ni'mah and bounty. He says, Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. Indeed, today on the day of Arafah, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made hajj, he says the deen has been complete. وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي And I have completed my favor upon you. وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ So this is a great blessing and a gift from Allah and we should thank him constantly for having granted us this. He then says, وَإِنَّ لَنَا لَلْآخِرَةَ وَالْأُولَى This could mean that to him belongs everything in this world and the next. Or it could mean that he is the only one who is able to give in this world and in the next when it comes to reward. And again, these two meanings are not contradictory. They complement one another. Allah Jalla wa Ala then says, فَأَنذَرْتُكُمْ نَارًا تَلَظَّى Indeed, I have warned you 
of a blazing and raging fire. لا يصلاها إلا الأشقى. Only those who were wicked and unfortunate, they will pass through this fire and be burnt in it. الذي كذب وتولى. They rejected, they disbelieved in Allah, disbelieved in resurrection. They didn't believe that they have to give out any wealth which was obligatory or voluntarily. And they turned away. As for the one who has taqwa, Allah will save him from this fire. He is the one who gives his wealth for the sake of Allah to purify himself. And when he gives this wealth, he's not giving it, he's not spending it, hoping for a reward or recompense from somebody else. He only does it for the sake of Allah the Most High. And Allah says that indeed, he will be happy. Allah will make him happy. A lot of the Mufassirin mention that this surah or these verses were revealed because of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. When he accepted Islam, he started using his wealth to buy the slaves, especially those who were weak. He would buy them and free them. So some of the people started saying, Abu Bakr only does this because he wants to benefit from these slaves. So Allah reveals these verses and he says that he is spending his wealth for the sake of Allah, not hoping for a reward from any of you. He is only doing it for Allah's sake. An important lesson we take from this surah, especially the last few verses, when it comes to doing good to others, spending on them, helping them, our intention should be solely for Allah not hoping to get any favors from anybody else so your recompense can be from Allah in full. Also, the scholars mention when it comes to receiving a favor from somebody else, try your best not to take things that are constantly given to you, especially if somebody has an ulterior motive. Also, if somebody is giving you with a good heart and a good intention and you take it, try and recompense them so there is no man involved. You're not constantly reminded or you're not constantly held down or prevented from saying the truth because somebody has done you a favor. So look at how when we do favors for others, we should not expect a favor in return. However, If we receive a favor, we should try and recompense this person so we don't fall into any difficulties later on. And also, we are not reminded of their virtue upon us. We ask Allah to grant us all goodness and beneficial knowledge. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een.